previously on Box Cutters. When this show, Box Cutters, goes into its next incarnation in three to four weeks and you see a 34% increase in listenership Mm -hmm. because no one has to listen to my just opinionated, nasally sounding voice anymore. Yes. When people can just relax, get their two-hour episode of Box Cutters every (laughs) week and your listenership goes up by 34%, Mm -hmm. you will think that is significant. It's a third. Box cutter. Welcome to Box Cutters, episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hooray! It's episode ten. We made it. Box cutter. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 350. No, I think I just got something stuck in my eye, that's all. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Courtney Hawking. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Courtney Hawking. Yes. I'm sad because this is your last episode of it's Box Cutters. It's our last episode, Joshy. Well, I'm like cause... the deck chair on your Titanic of Box Cutter. But not Danny Deck Chair, because that's a terrible film. Oh, I don't even know it, so no. That's terrible. Yeah. That's, yeah. One of the nice ones, like from the 70s, with the, like plasticky vinyl oh, stuff. That's nice, and I can just unfold you and sit on you while I sun myself. Kind of, yeah. Is that what you... Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's... Anyway, uh, so it's very sad. We're both is, leaving. It is sad. We, we, we are both leaving. You know who else is uh, is leaving? Who? Ben McKenzie. He's not allowed to talk yet, because I haven't <laughs> uh, introduced him to... Uh, to the, we'll, we'll get to his yeah. uh, his bit later. Brett Cropley, uh, is it your last episode of Fox Cutters? No, I'm Brett, you have no reason Shut to talk face. then. <laughs> no reason <laughs> to talk. Fox Cutters 2.0, next episode. <laughs> Tune in. Which is starting when, Brett? When's Fox Cutters 2.0 Three or four weeks. Three or four weeks. Yeah, just uh, waiting on, on uh, the entire team to be back in the country. Uh, that's one of the oh, big things yeah. about it. Yeah. Why, oh. why won't you hire Australians, right? <laughs> Coming up later on in this episode of Box Cutters, we have a review of Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. We uh, also have probably the longest ever Letters to Box Cutters segment we've ever had. Did lots of people write in because I'm leaving? Yes. <laughs> Everyone's like, Courtney's going... Anyway, here's some uh, other things. <laughs> I will cu- start cutting now. It's just time to cut. Time to cut is now. That's what they say when you're. I've got now. I've got time to come and cuddle you on Monday nights. Yeah, hey? Huh? Hey? each each hey? and every one of you individually. In fact, uh, someone had uh, tweeted earlier today that uh, that they were going to you know miss opinions by m- myself and and John and and, and yourself, Connie, oh. and uh, and this person has phone numbers for both me and John. <laughs> And I suggested that we could just give her your phone number as well. And so anytime she wanted an opinion, she could just call any one of us. That's I know who you're talking about. And she yep. is welcome to my number. Well, my email go. address, my anything she wants, she can have. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm. Great. She's fond of your cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a euphemism either. She no, no, it's not. She does like my it's cat. She, yeah, yeah. He's it pretty is. awesome. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, does, he does this thing where he pounces on something <laughs> that he thinks is going to... It's amazing. <laughs> it's, You've never seen anything like it. It's crazy it's pretty, shit. It's pretty crazy. Like, it's just so, so still, so still, and then he pounces <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> like a tiger. So we have uh, we have letters to box cutters. Uh, we have one thing. Uh, oh, you know what? We're probably going to make a lot of mistakes in this show. Mm. It would be great because that's... It, Why I change think now? I think it would be perfect. I think this is the we, time, we really. Can't, we can't read properly through the blurs of tears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Uh, it's important in situations like this to have someone who can come in, perhaps someone who is wearing an amazing hat. Yes. Ben McKenzie. Hello. It's ha- me. How even how even did you get that hat? Well, I how did I get that hat, yeah. Josh? Uh well, I um I didn't kill the raccoon it's made out of myself. Oh, uh, well, because that's good. in fact you- it's made out of a fake raccoon. You oh, so didn't kill the fake raccoon that it's made out of? Did no, you Did no. you kill the uh, frontiersman who was wearing it? Yes. Who killed the... Right. Yeah. No, uh, and I didn't kill any Muppets uh, to make this fake raccoon skin And hat. why is there all that blood on your face? Uh, well, I got, I got a little <laughs> bit sad about Josh announcing that he was leaving, and um, I killed a few people on the way here. <laughs> Fair enough. Stored, Good to get it out. And stored their organs, seemingly, where yeah. you're going to keep our facts. Yeah. So we can look forward to bloody facts later on. Yeah, when I take this Davy Crockett business off, there's going to be a lot of organs in this studio. Is, uh, can I ask, is it politically incorrect to call it a coonskin hat? 
Well, look, uh, I have avoided doing so because I'm not sure. Um, I uh, think just I think, in case people well, think it's, it's not, made of cheese. I mean, it's short for raccoon in this context, but yeah. still. But isn't no? Okay, that's not it either. Why? Why is it racist to talk about raccoons? It's not racist to talk about raccoons. It's racist. Coon to- is a racial epithet used for uh, Aboriginals in certain rural areas of Australia, mm. and it is very derogatory. I was being silly, but okay. <laughs> I'm the facts man. I don't know these things. Yeah, he does. He doesn't get irony. Okay, so all the facts except irony. Yeah, it's not a fact that when we I, cover. When I come into this room, I'm not, I I am not any kind of savant, or I don't have any form of autism. But when I come into this room, it's a magical room. All I can think about is, is that facts. What you're saying? Yeah, there's no room for opinions. That's why I don't give right. any on yeah. the show. It's all facts for me. Yeah, that explains so much. He's committed. He's so committed I've to, been no, committed to the court. He cause. can't be committed because he's he's not crazy in here. No, it's, uh, <laughs> as always, though, we're going to kick things off with the. As always, it's possibly for the last time. We don't know what Brett's yeah. going to do. Well, as always, up until now. Let's kick things off with the box cutters news. won't get sick of that. No, wait. I did the first time. Why is there screaming in it? Who is dying? Who's being murdered in there? Okay, so back when we first started with, with box cutters and I was, I was creating a, a whole lot of these stings for the segments, yeah. I thought it'd be great to have something that seemed newsworthy mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in the news theme. Yeah, it makes sense. And so a phone rings. Mm-hmm. A phone rings. It's answered. Uh-huh. There's gunshots, sirens, and a woman's scream. Uh-huh. Surely that's newsworthy. Yeah, correct. Right. I see your logic. Right. I see past Josh's logic. So that's uh, that's why that's there. There's a shortened version uh, of, of the news theme that does not have the gunshots or the scream. Uh, Brett chooses not to use it ever. We always need that set-up time. We. So. <laughs> Jesus, anyway. Like, anyway, uh, Brett, Jay Leno is uh, ending his uh, hosting of The Tonight Show again. And finally... Really? Allegedly. Yes. Really? He's like the John I'm, I'm Farno of tonight shows. John Farno. <laughs> so John Farno. So John Farno's talented. <laughs> the Farno show. He really is. He's uh, going to finish up on the 6th of February 2014, making way for Jimmy Fallon to take over the time slot. This is just before uh, the network's Winter Olympics coverage. Great. Good. Good riddance. Well, yep. he did say that he hated it. On that episode of Louis, where he rang up Louis and Louis was going to host, Louis C.K. was going to host the Tonight Show. And yeah, he said but it was said, terrible. But he did that just to stop Louis from getting the. That's. Uh, but he didn't say it was a secret, so it probably wasn't a lie. Sort like, of, it's the sort of thing Jay Leno would do. Yeah, he's a jerk because because he is he is a Tonight Show jerk. Someone mm. should yeah, just come put him and, out to see. Come and do the Tonight Show, Conan O'Brien. Oh, hang on a second. I, I want to do the show that's the lead into your show. Shut up, big chin. Get out of here. <laughs> I want someone to put him on a raft and then just let it drift out to sea. Slowly. Just oh. watch that. He'll end up in PNG. Or Naru. Hey, you know, some uh, some news stories just have not gone away in the eight years that we've been doing <laughs> this show, Brett. Viacom's fight with YouTube over uh, over the licensing of uh, certain video material. Mm-hmm. That is still going on in the courts in the US. Yeah. Viacom and YouTube are still head-to-head. Well, it'd just be better corpo if they just burnt money. <laughs> uh, Viacom just asked for a new judge in this trial because the other one died. The other one, just the other one died, rather than continuing with the case. <laughs> just got so old, they just died. It's, it's, that court just sank into the ocean. And uh, and on on similar uh, on similar grounds, the uh, the fight that Time Warner Cable and CBS are having over uh, rebroadcasting of uh, of certain shows means that... Quick pricey background on that. Uh, CBS cable, too much from Time Warner? Yeah, cable companies uh, have to uh, have to have rebroadcasting rights in order to show live uh, content from free-to-air networks. This is the same in, in mm-hmm. Australia and, and the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in in Australia, the uh, the arrangements are different to, to the arrangements in, in the US. And... Uh, and I believe in the US, the cable company—I oh, can't remember which way it goes around now. 
but anyway, in one one country, uh, the cable company has to pay the uh, the provider, and the other, the uh, provider has to pay the cable company. Yep. And uh, anyway, they can't agree. So Time Warner Cable just don't show CBS at all mm-hmm. on uh, on their service. Mm. And that means that they're not showing Under the Dome, which means that Under the Dome piracy is huge in the US mm. because people really want predictable drama. Yeah, bad predictable drama. Yeah, look, the first episode was 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 okay. It had that horse being cut in half. Yeah, cow. It was a cow, cow. Bull. Who can tell the difference? Well, one of them goes no, and the other one's delicious. Uh, Brian K. Vaughan is the is is the showrunner on that, and I, I really like his uh, his comic books. Uh, so, you know, I'm still willing to give it a chance, but it hasn't impressed me yet. Anyway, it has impressed the pirates of the US. Uh, so so they're downloading it more than any other show. And so, so essentially a, a company in the US is taking Stephen King to court because his TV show is so awesome. Uh, what? I, I, don't think, I, th- I don't think that – no, they're not taking – Anyway, what's the next story? Next story is the most important story of the week. I can't think of what it is. A uh, a kid from Kids Jeopardy uh, sounds good already. Is uh, is complaining about having lost a Jeopardy final a final Jeopardy mm. round uh, because he misspelt the answer. So the answer was the Emancipation Declaration. Yep. The kid Thomas Hurley the third wrote. <laughs> oh my god! This is like quiz show, but played by tiny people. <laughs> Emancipation. He put he put another T in there. He's just the Joseph Fines. No, Ray Fines. He's the of Ray tiny Fines people. Of, yeah, he's the Ray Fines of tiny people. Where's the he, Where's uh, the other guy? Uh, the John Turturro. Yeah, I was going to say Goebbels. It's not at all his it's, name. It's different film. <laughs> that is a completely different film with Ray Fines. Yeah, confused. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, he he wrote Emancipation with a with, with an, an extra T. Uh, Alex Trebek declared him to be wrong. But he uh, was right, but he just didn't spell it right. He didn't spell it right, and spelling has never before been an issue oh. in Final Jeopardy. Right. This is what they failed to mention in this article in uh, in The Hollywood Reporter, is that spelling is not a factor in Final Jeopardy if it's clear that you knew the answer. Mm. You get the answer. If he had answered Emancipation Declaration, it is quite likely that he would be judged correct. Yeah. And... I just I think I think this kid has been robbed. And so what happens now? Yeah. Uh well Is there a rematch? In an email, producers of Jeopardy defended Trebek's decision, saying if Jeopardy were to give credit for an incorrect response, mm. the show would effectively penalize other players. But they were idiot players anyway. They didn't know the answers in the first place. That's why he was the only one that got it. You're not penalizing them, they're losers. Hurley's mother, Suzanne, said her son was a little stunned by the loss. Mm. He felt embarrassed, she said. It was hard to watch. Well, that's how you learn to spell. In my day, that's how you learn to spell. Anyway, what was the prize? Oh, like nine thousand bucks. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a that's an expensive way to learn to spell that word. Way to ruin a little kid's life, Alex Trebek. But having said that, I was in a competition at high school for some terribly nerdy thing, and we were supposed to win, and we didn't, and we were ripped off, and we appealed, and they said bad luck. And I really felt at the time that it was good that I didn't hit my peak in year nine. Because then where was I going to go? And so I think the kids should consider the same. Just as a counter to that, yeah. when I was in grade six, mm. uh, we had a uh, – so we, we had two uh, school versions of, uh, of uh, general knowledge shows. Mm-hmm. One was It's Academic. Mm-hmm. I, was on the, uh, I was on the team for my house for It's Academic. Mm-hmm. The other was Mastermind. Yep. And in Mastermind, we had to provide our teacher with a book. From that book, she would – create a whole bunch of questions mm. and that was our mastermind expertise ben mckenzie might want to come onto the microphone for this because my chosen book was the doctor who technical manual oh nice was it indeed and uh and i missed out on getting into the final of mastermind by one point mm. and a question that mrs martland asked was which way if you're entering the tardis does the tardis door open oh that's ambiguous does she mean the outer door or the inner door? Well, no, they, they open. I mean, the, technically, they both open they, inwards. They both open inwards. So yeah. you push. You push. So how do you get you it into the, into the TARDIS? You push. Yeah, that makes sense. But what does it say on the TARDIS door? It says pull to open. But right. that refers not to the door, but, but to, to the, the small door that you open to get to the telephone that's inside the little alcove. However, 
I was judged incorrect with my answer of push. Really? Push? Because it said pull to open. Because it said pull to open. I was judged incorrect. Mrs. Mm. Martland did not hear my complaint. Mm. I did not get into the final of Mastermind. Mm. And so you side with this kid in this case. I totally side with this kid. And if I had let that go, Courtney, if I hadn't held on to that until this very day with the bitterness Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that I... I wouldn't have got through eight years of box cutters just so I could tell this story finally. But, But my point is you lost. Yeah. Unfairly, yes. As this kid did, yes. As I did, yes. Right, which spurred you on to greater heights, such as eight years of box cutters. Oh well, this is true. So this is that's all. I, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying the kid's right. You're right. And you're I'm now- right. Teachers are idiots. I mean the, the the kid who the kid who got in. Uh, you know, he's a barrister now and probably living a very boring life. But the uh, Mark, hello. But the. Uh, <laughs> But the fact remains, like, this kid should hold on to the bitterness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't yeah. let that go. It's, he shouldn't get over it. It's the, the grain of dirt that makes the pearl in the oyster. Exactly. Speaking of oysters with pearls, Ben McKenzie, are you happy or sad that Donald Glover is, uh, <laughs> uh, is going to uh, be doing a music comedy for the FX channel? Oh, I thought you were going to say Donald Glover is the new, doc- new Doctor Who. How awesome would that be? Oh, I would be. Yeah, see, I noticed you were turning the volume down no, on your headphones. No, I wasn't. It stopped working you, and I wanted to hear oh, the Oh, see, I thought you were just anticipating my squeals of delight. No. Um, which I managed to keep in check only because I'm in fact mode. <laughs> At that idea. Uh, but no, look, I was very sad, as, uh, as previously mentioned uh, on a previous episode, uh, that he is leaving community. But I am super happy that I will still get to see him on the television because I love him. He's so great. I'm tearing up. So Fact Machine can't cry. Come on now. To uh, get it together. Glover, He's not data. Get it together. He's not data. Who? Star Trek reference. Oh, my God. Look at me. So I have episode. boobs. I'm not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Get on with it. Oh, so many, so many of my friends just died inside. Sorry, Never ladies. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited about this news that he is developing a half-hour music-themed comedy show tentatively titled Atlanta. Oh. Hey. Oh. Like, That's a nice place. Like the sunken city bread. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. A lot of hotels down the bottom of the ocean. Amazing. And that. King, King Neptus. <laughs> is the box cutter's news. You're going weak, Allendale. The force is no longer with you. And the reason it's not with you, Alan, is because you're not on box cutters. Craig McLaughlin is. Tried to get Allendale on for uh, for my last episode, Brett. Mm-hmm. No, did didn't. he respond? He, d- he, didn't, he didn't respond, but I didn't try very hard. I tried to get Alan Fletcher on. Oh, yeah, and how'd you go? No luck. Right. I did some things I'm not proud of. He's still not here. I couldn't even get Alan Bro on. <laughs> <laughs> and I have his phone number. <laughs> Orange is the New Black is uh, an original series from Netflix. It's the third one that we're reviewing because now they're coming out thick and fast, or seemingly so. Mm. It is the true story of a woman named Piper, or it is based on a true story. A woman named Piper who is uh, imprisoned for a crime she committed several years earlier. But during, uh, during a, a set of hearings, her name is, uh, is announced as one of the co-conspirators. Uh, she's arrested for a crime. I'm not going to say what the crime is. It's, it's not important and it you know, might be considered a spoiler. I don't know what is and isn't a spoiler anymore now that John isn't editing all my spoilers out of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many spoilers. <laughs> so many spoilers. Just gone. Gone to the dead air. So Orange is the New Black is about this woman who, is, uh, who goes to prison. And she is very middle class, mm. possibly even upwardly mobile in her middle classness. Mm. Uh, and she is white, middle class, and experiencing a very real prison in New York State. It's a it's a women's prison, so at least she's a little bit safer. When you say very real, it's not like it's not Oz. Well, no, it's not. It's not a maximum security uh, yeah, p- but, prison, but. Well, you don't mean real in the like street terminology. You mean no, no. It's, I a mean, gen- it's an I actual mean, prison. It's an actual prison, but it's, it's not, not like horrible. It's not like uh, uh, you know. It's 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 not like a, a fake uh, wonderland. It's you know, not like you know it's is? not like in the prisoner. It's not like it's not like Oz. It's like an, a Law and Order prison. Yes. Just yes. Just clarifying. Yes. So people don't think it's like crazy knives and shit. It's like it's jail, but it's not crazy jail. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> just normal jail. 
Well, no one's no one's because we know we yeah. know heaps about jail. Is it is it like a jail Darren Hinch would go to? It is. But no, he's, he doesn't. He only have to stay in his apartment. That's yeah, so jail. that was the latest sentence. But bit, he had previously been. A it's bar a bit with. more. It's a bit more than a Darren Hinch jail, <laughs> but a little bit less than a Chopper Reed jail. Right. Mm. It's no Pentridge. No, no, I've got a friend who lives in an apartment there now, so no. it's not Pentridge at all. But it's a little bit harsher than Wentworth. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad we've clarified. But a lot less bars than Wentworth. Yes. Fewer bars. Fewer bars. There you go. And, and nightclubs. <laughs> uh, so this is about her experiences in prison as she goes from being completely ignorant, wide-eyed and naive to finding out the truth of being incarcerated. Not only does she find out the truth, but so does her, uh, so does her fiancé, mm-hmm. who has to experience her life on the outside, and uh, he's uh, he has quite an upheaval in uh, in his life as well. He's a he's a, a wannabe writer. He's played by Jason Biggs, mm. uh, who you might remember from a Woody Allen film or American Pie. Sure, if you want to go for the one that people have actually seen through the first couple of episodes, I was thinking, hey, it's no big deal. Surely he can make a few pies, and, and he won't miss uh, the uh, his fiance at all. But the uh, the the main the main cast in in this uh, Jason Biggs, uh, Taylor Schilling, who plays Piper Chapman. Who is based on the woman who uh, right, who wrote the book, uh, and uh, Laura Prepon, who people might remember from that seventies show, or the uh, very short-lived "Are You There, God? It's Me, Chelsea," or the "Are There, Vodka? It's Me, Chelsea," mm. which uh, did not last. She's the tall one from that seventies show, the red. Yeah, tall, tall redhead. Uh, you also might remember her from me bumping into her at the uh, Austin airport. Really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. There you go. She was lovely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I said, excuse me, that's my bag. <laughs> she wouldn't come on the show either. Look, she was busy. She was flying back to LA. It was hard. <sighs> it is a 13 episode series, but being on Netflix can be watched all in one big chunk. It's a big chunk. They're, it is, they're like full hours, aren't they? They are, they are full hours and there is a, a lot to take in. There isn't a lot, aside from the one minute, 19 second opening credit sequence. Gee, that Regina Spector song that she only has one of. Stop it. Aside from that, there isn't a lot of fat in these episodes. No. It's like in the prison diet. Yeah, like in the, not, not a lot of fat. Oh, one of my favourite one of my favourite characters is a, a woman named Red, uh, who is played by Captain Janeway, mm-hmm. uh, who ate Captain Janeway. And <laughs> uh, she is a Russian, uh, a, a Russian woman who is uh, incarcerated and has taken control of the kitchen. And running the kitchen, she basically runs the prison. Mm. Uh, it's it's very, very impressive to watch. Uh, a really great cast, some really excellent acting. Uh, one of my favourite ever actors, uh, and she was a bit player in uh, in All Saints, Yael Stone, uh, makes an appearance here as, uh, as, as one of the inmates and uh, just sticks to character perfectly and is extraordinary. Loving the performances in, in this show. Uh, watched it all the way through. The storytelling is pretty good. Uh, it does slow down a little bit towards the middle, but then uh, then starts speeding up towards the end. Uh, I think it's I think it's worth getting your hands on. I, I really enjoyed it. Brett Cropley, you watched the whole thing in one go. I didn't watch the whole thing in one you, go. You, but just, I, I, you watched the whole thing in double time. You watched the whole thing fast forward. Real time? through everything. Real time. Uh, spread it over the last couple of weeks. Three weeks, in fact. Um, okay. And uh, got through to the end of it ten minutes before coming in here tonight. So was it was it a struggle for you? It wasn't to- a struggle. Um, it's just long, I think. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like, it's it's not an Oz in, in that kind of tension-building kind of way. Um, it's, it's really interesting character portraits, uh, especially of Piper and, and the way that she has an, a, a temper on her that uh, gets her into trouble. I think there's a major payoff in, in the 10th episode where kind of all of it comes together with the, the fiancé and stuff. Kind of going through, I was wondering, because I, I think I'd heard that there was a second series that was... Oh, already... That, was or, in the works. Already in the works, yeah. I was wondering how, because it's not a terribly long term that she's got. 15 months. Uh, so I was thinking, how are they going to sustain that into a second season? Uh, that's answered. Yeah, that's no no question. Uh, Courtney, you're a, you're a woman, and if your life continues in the way it's going, you're likely to end up in prison. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, uh, how, what, what, what did you think about it? Um, I, I like it, and, and certainly everyone I've spoken to really likes it. I find... Um, 
the structure of it's very interesting in that the only other show I think comparable to it is actually the most recent season of Arrested Development in that each episode is about one character. So as you go through the season, they introduce you to some peripheral character who you've met before and they explain how they came to be mm-hmm. in prison, which I think is really interesting. And I think really offsets the fact that I find the main character just really whatever. Vapid. Banal, disingenuous, mm-hmm. um, boring. Is I just it, don't care. Isn't she just what everybody accuses her of, which is being a yuppie that has no clue? A bit, but I don't really believe it as well. I think some of her being a lady in of a similar age and similar social strata to her, I would say that some of the way she's written, it's either not fully fleshed out or a bit. It's a bit disingenuous. Like she's a bit. If you, if I was put in jail, I would not be that dumb one. So she just sort of falls into situations where you just go, what are you, an idiot? Like, did you literally get born today? Like, how did you think that was going to be all right? There's no guile about her and that doesn't get her into as much trouble as you would think it would. But then also, so there's no guile, but then she's not manipulative either. She's just kind of nothing. She's just whatever. So have you ever seen the Woody Allen film Zelig? No. So Zelig is a a man who is a a chameleon, Mm. like a, a... you know, it, it's a take on the social chameleon, but he basically looks like whoever he is standing next to. Yep. Uh, and and it's amazing. I think Piper is like that. Mm. She reflects whoever pays her the most attention. Mm. So all she wants is is attention. Mm. The reason uh, the reason she falls into the predicament she's in in the first place is because someone she wasn't expecting to pay her attention paid her attention. Yeah. And uh, the reason that she ends up being uh, a yuppified, upwardly mobile mm. uh, person, it's a tautology, sure, but, yeah. what are you going to do, I know what you mean. Uh, is because of the person paying her attention, because of, mm. uh, because of her fiancé. Yeah, mm. So when she's, in, uh, when she's in a situation where everybody is paying someone mm. else attention mm. and the people paying her attention are only paying her negative attention. Mm. Uh, sort of free fall kind well, yeah, of. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't know how to, how to react. Yeah. And so there's, that, uh, there's a scene where she, uh, she gets moved into uh, a, to share uh, quarters with a woman named Miss Claudette. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, mm. excellent performance. Great. Uh, the, the side characters and the fact that each episode is based on one of those, I love that. And, and so much more interesting. And I find that a really great insight into so much television as well. As so much television is about upwardly mobile middle class people who are just like duller than beige paint when all these interesting people are out there with all these really interesting, you know, varied stories that, no, we're not doing those. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's a really key insight. Anyway, yeah. And, uh, and, and so in that, in that episode where, where she's uh, with Miss Claudette, she knows she knows how to get positive attention from Miss Claudette and so tries really hard mm. to to please her mm. to become that sort of person. Mm. Uh, it's it's the sort of thing where when she lets somebody down, it cuts so badly because now she's again lost, doesn't know mm. who she's supposed to be, where where is she supposed to go. Mm. So in, in that sense, yes, she is a, a horrible person to watch and uh, and not very Engaging, yep. but I think she's quite accurate. I think she's really yeah. accurately portrayed yep. in that sense, and that's exactly the sort of person who would get into the sort of yeah. trouble that she did. I agree, and I I completely agree. In that kind of, it's almost like a personality disorder problem that she has that would get would absolutely get her into that. You know, that makes a lot of sense. But it's just hard to. You wouldn't, be friends, you wouldn't be friends no, with her. You, no, it'd be like being friends with a wind tunnel. Yeah, you'd be friends with Suzanne before you were friends with uh, Piper. For sure. Is Suzanne yeah. the... Crazy guys. She's so hot. She's amazing. Oh, my God. Mm. So yeah. that's, that's, that's Orange is <laughs> the New Black. It sounds like we all liked it. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was ready to punch on with someone. Mackenzie. Nah. But uh, uh, he hasn't seen it. He's, he, you he can just, still punch on with him later. Yeah, later on. Later on. Mm. And take that beard. Uh, Orange is the New Black. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, worth watching. Worth eight bucks a month for. Mm. 
uh, I'm really enjoying my Netflix subscription at, at the moment. It's it's great. And um, soon you'll be able to enjoy it without having to explain it to anybody. You'll just be able to enjoy it. Yeah, that's if I never go to another dinner party ever <laughs> again. Which is unlikely. Yeah, which is which is totally unlikely. Brett, I haven't even asked. Are you gonna are you gonna keep using all the same stings? Uh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. So, yes. so little piece. I, of, I think there'll be some new segments, so so we'll need some new stings and new segments. Yeah. So, but but you know, little piece of me still keep on keep on shining in the show. Yeah. Hey, Brett. Josh. Brendan Roberts made us a song. I I saw that link. I haven't had to listen to it as yet. What do you want to? It's Sorry. it's two it's two and a half minutes long, so we might not play the whole thing, but we'll put a, a link to it on the on the blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, start start playing it. This show belongs to everyone. Cause box cutters do it free With news and laughs and special guests It's the podcast about TV Admin so mad, Malcolm's dad breaking bad That factor called X, Inspector Rex On shows that glow And those that blow, they usually disagree just like you and me on TiVo IQ and that new thing, Freeview. A box set sublime, streaming just fine on screens big and bold or small and old like a pensioner's CRT. It's black and white. <laughs> this is the show for me. It's box cutters, and they're doing it free. And then it, there's a whole That's other verse. Wow! For now, we have it's, to go. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps going. We it's, we'll put the whole thing up on uh, on free. on the blog. But I so that came through this morning. And uh, sure, I may have been crying at work. Whatever. <laughs> That's wonderful. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Brendan. That's uh, that's extraordinary. Your uh, your uh, contribution to the show has uh, it's greater has been than mine. <laughs> You've done more than I ever have. Didn't want to say it, Courtney, but, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay if I do. It's, it's pretty much. Kerry Boxcutter writes. Hi, Boxcutters. I'm a bit behind with podcasts lately, so I've only just caught up with the news that almost everybody's leaving. I've been listening since episode one. <laughs> And I wanted to say thank you to all of you for being so entertaining and informative, pointing me in the direction of some great TV and for making me laugh. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for sticking around, Brett. I'm looking forward to finding out what Boxcutters Mark 2 will be. Best wishes to you all. Long time listener, Kerry. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I remember Kerry started at the very, very beginning. She was uh, pretty much our first listener. Kerry Boxcutter. Wasn't she in Felicity? That's Kerry Russell. Mm Mm-hmm. Same person. Two people. What? Carrie and Russell. Mm, no. Who I believe is Bill Cosby's brother. Russell Crowe? Sure. Fighting around the world. <laughs> Daniel D. Boxcutter said on the blog a few weeks back. Oh my goodness. This is just like when the Pembrokes moved out and the Pals moved in. Looks as though Brett is Charles and Dave, I guess, is Buddy. Of course, Courtney is Gwendolyn Pierce. <laughs> I had to Gwendolyn Google that. Pierce. I had to Google that. Gwendolyn totally. Pierce. Totally. Totally am. That's and you know, the, uh, the the one who played Gwendolyn Pierce went on to play uh, Cindy in A Very Brady Christmas. Did she? Yeah. Did she still have a little blonde mo? Uh, I don't know. She had a tiny little did she, mo with Gwendolyn Pierce. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah. But it tickled you and uh, just kissed. FYI. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you mine. Don't. You don't. But if you did, 100% Gwendolyn Pierce. <laughs> As it um, is. 98. 98. Uh, Tom White wrote Thanks for all your hard work over the years everyone I nearly drove off the road when I heard the news Josh was leaving I've been listening for 7 years and it was the first podcast I ever listened to My television viewing habits are solely influenced by you guys If you say it's great, I give it a go and you're always right If you don't like it, I don't even bother looking at it Thanks for telling me about gems like Community And more recently Lilyhammer Good luck to everyone in their new ventures it's just occurred to me, with only one cast member staying on, you guys are a lot like the Wiggles reboot. <laughs> Will the reboot have a video podcast? 
Brett, will it? Will it have video? You've said it. You've said it will. I have said it will. Yeah. Have you organised right. that? Do you know how that's going to work? We, we are working on the technology. Okay. I, good. I, because I, the technology, you can buy it. You know that. I've you can got, just buy so, that and put it, bring it in here. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, looking at a four camera laugher, I think. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Four camera laughing. Not, not just three camera laughing. Not just three. Four camera laughing. <laughs> are you going to wear to catch all the, laughs. the handy cam on your head or will the other person? Oh, are, they all, are you all going to wear GoPros on your head? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's going to cause problems. <laughs> it's going to be dull for whoever takes over my role because all you'll just see is a laptop and someone Googling things. <laughs> very, very boring. <laughs> Or exciting. Or exciting, if you like Googling Depends what you Google. So this is where Ben McKenzie tells us that the past number of weeks where he's uh, he's been our fact checker, very boring. That's what he just said. Mm. No, no, no. Mm. Very boring. Boring for someone else watching. I find it very exciting. <laughs> Brett, I remember when uh, when I used to read the letters out and I would uh, I, I would criticise people for their uh, bad spelling <laughs> and grammar. Yeah. During, yes. Uh, yes. You ungrateful oh, yeah. bastard. Yeah. I read it as it was intended. Josh. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's uh, it's probably better for everyone. Yeah, I think. it's sort of less jerky, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, oh, it's a total jerk. Yeah, but how that's nice! How nice are our listeners? I love, I love our listeners, and and this is this is something that I've said from time to time, and uh, I, I don't know if it's come across as on. You know, sometimes I say honest things mm, and sincere it things, disingenuous. and they sound disingenuous. But uh, that's just your the, voice. It really is. Mm. But the uh, the listeners' letters. Mm. And the comments on the blog yeah. have meant so much over the last eight years. They've really kind of helped. Every time that I thought, oh, there's no point, nobody listens to the show, mm. somebody new would send a, would send a, it'd be a name that I didn't recognise and uh, that would be a very special thing indeed. So uh, thanks so much. Lastly, though, Trudy Boxcutter commented on the blog. Dear Boxcutters, change is normal, natural, inevitable, exciting and sad. I will miss those who are leaving. Thank you so much for your efforts to date. Before you go, can you tell me, is it wrong that we love TV so much? If so, then why? If not, then why not? Mm. Trudy. Good one, Trudy. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Excellent questions and kisses, Trudy. <laughs> the, uh, the Is it wrong to love TV so much? No, it's not. People are passionate about literature. People are passionate about film. Of course, people should be passionate about television. It's an exciting medium with a lot of potential. So much art, effort and, uh, and thought goes into creating a wonderful TV show that if you find something great, of course you love it. Plus, TV is the only one of those... those uh, media that actually comes into your house and becomes a part of your everyday living. So it is only natural to love TV as much as we all do. Mm. Uh, does anyone have uh, have have a disagreement there? No. Of course, Ben's going to find fact that uh, that actually no, it is wrong that we all love TV so much. He'll, no, he'll find feelings can't be wrong. Uh, Google would uh, prove you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Google, I think. Uh, I think television is like the novels. Of now, like the way they used to release novels um, week by week in chapters a hundred uh, years ago. Serialized, serialized, yeah, serialized. I think that's that's what we have now instead of books, and we still have books, which is great. So we have both, and music is kind of like poetry because no one reads poets, Ugh. but songs like little poems set to music. So I think it's you love people. It's just a way, another way of loving people and learning about people. Also, without having to deal with any people, which I think is ideal. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 learning about people without leaving the house. It's really the dream. Of course, we love it, mm. Brett. If uh, if people want to send you letters to box cutters, where can they do it? They can send it by email on uh, hooray at boxcutters.net. They can uh, log into boxcutters.net and leave a comment on the blog. Uh, they could give us some uh, great reviews on iTunes. They could uh, send us snail mail here at Triple R. Care of me. At Triple R, P.O. Box 2145, Brunswick East, Victoria 3057, Australia. And uh, they could rock up to 221 Nicholson Street, really, if they wanted. <laughs> and where do you uh, live? Where's, where's your house if they want to just... What's your phone number? Can they call you? Drop us an email and uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Drop it. Drop an email with a photo, preferably a video. Three to four photos or a video, and he'll consider it. If you watch So, 
Yeah. Brett, I, I, I know we mentioned it. I know I know we interviewed Sammy J, or I interviewed Sammy J on behalf of us all, and we spoke about Wednesday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And then the first episode happened, and and people went, it's, it's all right. Mm-hmm. The last episode of Wednesday Night Live, uh, which was last Thursday. Wednesday? Uh, Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Seven. Sorry, whatever. What day's that show on? <laughs> Don't know. It'd be when good, they- useful if it was in the title, but they never do that. They never do that. Yeah. When do they record that show? When do they record that show? Tuesday Sundays. Night, isn't it? Well, this... this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Usually it's Tuesday night. This most recent one is uh, Sunday. But okay, anyway. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so it's not actually live. No. It's recorded live. No, shut up. Come on. It's recorded live to tape. Anyway, uh, excellent. Excellent. They had a sketch that had a point and finished without being laboured. What? I know. Just the one? Well, they, yeah, they only had like one one sketch that didn't fit into the rest of the flow of the show. Mm. Uh, but there was a and great- And they still put it on. Yeah, they, they put it on uh, with, uh, with a segue that was uh, Sammy J saying, uh, something, something, something. Oh, look, this- this is too hard to segue. Here's a sketch. And they just shoved it in. And it was a really great sketch about women in the workplace. Cool. And, uh, and, and men and how they treat them. And there was a great cold open with, uh, with Tony Abbott and Julie Bishop. Mm. Uh, really funny jokes all the way through. Very impressive. Wednesday Night Live has its last episode <laughs> uh, the day before this episode comes out, but you can get it on iView. Mm-hmm. So it's it's worth checking out because I think they finally worked out what the show was. Cool. Which is why the ABC's finished it up. Well, no, it, it only it's ever had like an eight-week eight, eight run or is something. Is it coming back, do you know? Hopefully. Next year sometime. ABC if, usually give things a second round unless it's if, like a bomb and even then they give it a second round. Or, if the ABC's still or, around next year. Yeah. Or if it's something like Outland, which, uh, yeah. you know, I don't want to say homophobia, but... You just said it. Courtney! Yeah? If you were going to watch one thing this week... Breaking Bad. Go, you're going back to the beginning? <laughs> or, uh, no, no. I watched the last, the last episode of the first half of the final season. Yeah. Uh, I watched that yesterday. And then today I watched the first 20 minutes of the first episode of the last half of the last season and then I'm going to go home and watch the rest of it after this uh, but by the way the second half of Brendan's song is all about how Breaking Bad starts tonight really? <laughs> yeah pretty much it's pretty funny great so yes that's the one thing I'm watching and it's hugely exciting and I expect it will be awesome Brett if you're going to watch one thing this week what would it be? it would be something that I've seen promos for about six weeks on the ABC for a little thing called It's a Date which has a oh, massive yeah. uh, Peter Hellier's baby oh really? Yeah. Ah, well, January there's, 28th there's It's a Date <laughs> Correct. It's, it's 365 short, of those, mate. Very short show. Very short show. It starts 9pm uh, on Thursday, the 15th of August. It's a Fe- date! Featuring the who's that of Australian comedy. Exactly, on ABC One. <laughs> also, uh, I, it, it, it wasn't mentioned to us. Now I have to find out who's on this show. It wasn't Everyone that you don't really know very well. It's great. It's good to so, see everyone so getting it. Somebody didn't make a point of this, but I was watching the ad once again the other night, and uh, I noticed one of the stills at the, in the end of the, the ad had somebody that looked familiar, and so I texted them, and yes, Dave Lawson is in the first episode of It's a Date. See? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So there's that show, that Channel 10 show that's – Let's not call it the panel yep. show. And there's a guy named Tommy Little yes. on that show. Yes. Who He's a comedian. I, yeah, I've I heard his name. He and I I do a lot of work in the comedy scene. Like I'd never seen this guy in my life. No, because he's like in the last three years he has he's really been working a lot around. He was starting just as I was kind of finishing up. And he got picked up by Token really quickly. And so they have Dave Thornton who was there like our young guy and then they had him for a couple of years and then they got this guy who's there now he's our young guy uh, so they have two young guys they're both on that show <laughs> but Dave, Dave, Dave Thornton I, I recognise Tommy Little I still I wouldn't wouldn't recognise him if he stabbed me in the, in the he's an incredibly professional young comedian yeah he's, he seems it he seems is it. He knows exactly and he's a lovely boy knows exactly where his order queue is and that's no that's that's a, cha- a, it's a, a talent it I is know. he's a very nice boy the end if you have one thing to watch you should did you you didn't do yours. Yeah, didn't I do? Didn't was, I do was the your thing? My, my thing Live. was watch Wednesday Night Live on. Oh, I thought you were just talking about it. <laughs> Can't have more than one thing, Courtney. Want to bet? One thing, one A. <laughs> Brett, 
Fred just said that you can't have more than one thing. Fred just yeah. said that. Yes. Yeah. I just got it. Yeah. Lol. What's under Ben's hat? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's the last time we're ever going to hear. Uh, it's the last time we're ever going to hear. Well, the, you can under, we can put it on a we can put it on a disc for you and you can take it home. Well, you just listen to the you know your favorite episode of the podcast over and over again. Assuming your favorite episode involves me, which it probably doesn't. Um, do you have a favorite? Do I have a favourite episode of Box Cutters? No, I have lots of guests. I'm very glad to have uh, to, to have interviewed me. Uh, and uh, and I've had you know lots of great. Uh, there's not one particular episode that I think is is fantastic. Probably that's correct, probably Josh. All the ones with Courtney. Yeah, I checked that fact, that's and that's correct. Right. Oh, thanks. Hey, speaking of facts, um, could you take uh, the blood canister off your skull? <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and reveal some I'm for us. I'm going to very carefully put it down. I don't want to get any blood on any of the decorations that are here for Triple R's uh, Radiothon, which is ongoing at the moment, and everyone should be subscribing the to Triple R. The balloons giving me anxiety. I know. Yeah, they give me anxiety too. I inherited that from my grandfather. There you go. Cool There's a fun fact about me. No, that's clowns. Uh, yeah, other, uh, other people get like, uh, you know, checks or furniture or stuff. No. <laughs> I got, I, I got, I got a, a doll this week. <laughs> Fear of balloons, broad shoulders, and a propensity for depression. Um, Same. Oh my god, we're related. Yeah, awesome. Good thing we never made out that time. It would have been awkward now. What? If we had. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Too many facts. Okay, too no. many facts. Let's go back to the start to the news. I've got some facts about the news. Um, Jay Leno uh, saying he's going to end the Tonight Show. There was, of course, that infamous time when he quit the Tonight Show in 2009 in May. Got his own show called the Jay Leno Show, and they couldn't figure out where to put it in the ratings. It seemed to split. Viewers like he, he lost ratings. So did um, the Tonight Show, which was at that time hosted by Conan and Brian, and there was a huge scandal where they fired Conan and Brian. They had to give him a massive payout, also a massive payout, millions of dollars for his staff of two hundred people. Uh, and Jay Leno went back onto the show, and now he's quitting. So I bet Conan and Brian feels like he's won in some way now. I think Conan O'Brien should feel like he's one every morning when he wakes he does, up though. anyway. He seems like so, he's such a lovely person. Like when you read interviews, he's just like just happy that life is good. Like yeah. he's just a cool dude. He's yeah. I think he's, he's a winner. I think he realizes he's still just lucky enough to have a TV show. Mm. As, you know, lots of people don't. That's true. I don't, I don't. have one anymore. Mm. I used to. I lost it. So right. Clumsy, clumsy of me. One thing I was going to say about Viacom, so they're talking about still fighting that YouTube mm-hmm. digital fight. It's worth mentioning that the reason it's been thrown out twice is because of the safe harbour rule in the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. That's which, where they say they promise they'll never play Pearl Harbour. Yeah. So you can go to that TV show and you'll never see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe. Uh, what it actually means yeah. in the real world, unfortunately, is just that... Um, Internet service providers are protected from the consequences of their users' actions. And in this case, YouTube claims that you know it is obviously just a service provider. It is a portal for which other people can decide to upload content. It's clearly not their fault if those people are putting up copyright material. Right. And so that's, that's why it's been thrown out of court twice and why it will probably be thrown out of court a third time, no matter how loud Viacom shouts. Oh, how many judges die. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, now, I tried to work out quickly in the uh, space of the podcast to research exactly how American television works uh, in the space of under an hour. That's really difficult because I was trying to understand why people who have cable can't just get CBS on their antenna the way that we would say in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently it's because a lot of people just don't have an antenna because they don't need one. As of 2006, nearly 60% of all American homes subscribe to at least basic cable. I couldn't find a more recent figure. But most of those people in the suburbs and are apparently middle class. Uh, But there are CBS stations all across America, affiliates, which would be broadcasting CBS shows, but they're not necessarily required to show everything that CBS puts out. They get to exercise, exercise some judgment. And also I found out that under US federal law, television stations are allowed to demand either payment from pay TV operators for their channels or they can opt for a clause called must carry, which means that the cable operators have to carry their channels with their programs on them, but they can't ask for any money. Ah, right. So clearly CBS have opted to not ensure that it's on all channels but um, or on all cable providers, but uh, instead they want some money from it. Uh, and the cable providers are very annoyed. Um, and the, uh, the Time Warner cable blackout, mm-hmm. when you go to the CBS channels, it has a bit of text that tells you what's going on, which first of all... It's quite florid in its prose in a way. It starts out, CBS has made outrageous demands for the programming that it delivers free over the air and online. So already it's like, yeah, CBS. Where where do you stand on that? Yeah, where do you stand on that? (laughs) Um, But they do go on to say um, 
Well, they said if we feel it's crucial that we let CBS know that we're willing to do what it takes to keep down the price of TV. It's the televisual equivalent of nailing it to the church door. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you only get CBS on cable in your town or where you live, you're not going to see CBS's response either. So it's quite <laughs> canny. But they then go on to say there are several ways you can still see your favourite shows, including using an antenna to get CBS free over the air, because like, some people don't do that, um, online and via something called Aereo, which is a free service oh which is which, which is a free service that uh, that, that uh, the freeway networks tried to uh, take to uh, court to, <laughs> to have banned. yeah but it's still going apparently and you can get a free trial of it at aereo.com um, but they do say that as a courtesy we'll be providing replacement programming from stars kids and family and uh, but none of those options that they give include going to uh, the torrents so that is not allowed right right it's not allowed but uh, done. So don't do it. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Uh, I looked up a few things about the Kids Jeopardy contestant who reckons he was cheated. Mm. Um, uh, I couldn't find evidence for or against the fact that spelling has never previously been an issue in Final Jeopardy because I could not find anywhere online the official rules of the game. They do not have them on their website. Um, there are several places that give you your own rules if you want to play Jeopardy, you know, run Jeopardy as an event at something that you're running like as a yeah. live thing but uh, I couldn't find any official rules online so I think if they I've were heard, there conspiracy I've, maybe they've taken them I've down. heard Alex Trebek say it in an episode that misspelling in Final Jeopardy does not, not constitute a, a wrong answer well he also I think he uh, he did not make a good case for backing up his thing because in, in one uh, interview I found he said that um, the word was misspelled badly and I would argue that putting one extra T in a word is not misspelling it badly unless the word is the Unless the word is the, but yeah. you know, it was quite a long word, so I think that's all right. Mm. Uh, proportion, yeah, I, I think so too. Putting putting in the T next to the I, like especially when it's handwriting and it's a kid being nervous. Yeah, yeah come on, he was really he's under pressure, but he's going to make an amazing podcast one day. That kid, yeah, amazing. totally. I hope totally. so. He'll, he's that kid is also angry at Mrs. Martland. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't say about Donald Glover's new show for FX is that he is not just in it; he is writing it and also will be an executive producer. So it is really his show. Which is makes me just more excited about that it. That kid's too talented. I know. We should just, push him over. I don't know what's going to happen. Let's get him. It's it's going to be too good. Oh, now I did also look up. So Orange is the New Black is called that because they wear orange in the prison. Yes. Uh, so I looked up to see if there's some sort of meaning behind that. And I found out that depending on what prison you're talking about in the US, there's all kinds of different prison uniforms. But in many places, uh, they are color-coded and used for different purposes. Mm. And orange is generally in those places just used for transporting prisoners. People who are hanging out in the prison do not wear orange. Some prisons, and I can't remember, I was reading this on the weekend, some prisons use different colors according to the, the behavior of the prisoners. Yeah. So green in some prisons is a flight risk. Yeah. Uh, brown is if they are medically and you know, physically or mentally ill, mm. um, and Bl- and so on. There's lots blue of is, blue is if they're cribs and red is if they're bloods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Um, and purple uh, is if they used to be a goth. Um, <laughs> something else I wanted to say about Orange is the New Black, I don't think you mentioned during your review, is that on the first season, five out of seven of the writers of the show are women. Yeah, and it really does, it has the same feel as um, as Girls does in that if we lived in a matriarchy, this is the sort of TV show we'd see all the time. Yeah. It really feels that's, that way. And that's. I think that's another reason why this and Girls are so refreshing to watch. Yeah, because uh, it's not mentioned, like it's not like, it's a show for women but it, it just it does make it's does make by women di- it's performed by, mostly by women as opposed to something like sex in the city which was a, a show about women performed by women written by gay men yeah yeah sorry i said it really quickly no so I, I i appreciate that dr yeah. seuss it's because you wanted to get it out we understand um now i also i looked up the star of the show taylor Schilling. i'd never heard of her before so i was interested i did not recognize anything that she'd been in but i was excited to find out that she's clearly friends with in some way zach efron because she's appeared as herself in several of his films, uh, including a short film called Zac Efron Becomes a Marine. Wow. What? I'm going to track that, that one down. That sounds interesting. That is, that is a high school musical sequel I didn't see coming. Yeah. It's only a short film, but I don't think I could take that as a feature. I'd be too excited. Zac Efron, he's dreamy. Um, now, <laughs> is it wrong to love TV so much? The factual answer, no. Also on its date, the list of comedy stars you've never heard of include Stephen Curry, Sibylla Budd, Shane Jacobson, Sophie Lowe, Nadine Garner, Pia Miranda, Peter Hellier, Lawrence Mooney, Ian Smith, Ross Noble, Jess Harris, Ronnie Cheng, Kate McLennan, Luke McGregor, and Nazim Hussain. 
Pia Miranda. Yes. Is Sibylla Bud cut that Asha Ketty stole her entire career? I know, right? She must be. Thanks so much, Ben. Those, that's that's the last fact. That's the last fact ever. It was a good one. From now on, our lives will be full of lies. <laughs> hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I said I wasn't going to do this. Hey, jo- now, just what? before you get into yeah. this, Josh, I yeah. want to ask, because I've been listening to the podcast for quite a while before I came on the show. Yeah. But I have no idea why this segment is called Pork or who that is speaking or why they <laughs> say those things. And I think that as you're leaving, it's a really good opportunity for you to explain to the listeners who might not know. It's a good point, because so, I have no idea either. So we, really? when this show had uh, was a lot looser in, in its segments, in, in its... Uh, <laughs> In its early years, and we used to go, okay, well, I've got a segment about this thing, and I've got a segment about this thing, and then we would have, like, a section at the end that uh, we didn't have anywhere to put it. Like, we, some some bits that weren't long enough to talk about as entire segments, just little things like, oh, did you see the Olympics? Yeah, sport, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was compelling. Josh, it was, it was yeah, it was compelling it, content. It was compelling which content. Which then became apt. The name mm-hmm. of the segment was apt, which was a <laughs> apt apt. Yes. Oh right, which was an acronym for compelling content. And then we interviewed Brian Nankervis, mm. and we asked Brian Nankervis to do a uh, a bumper for us or an ID, and he was also running late for dinner. He was at home, and and uh, oh, I see, family the, dinner, was, dinner being was being served. Home. So he gave us that ID. <laughs> <laughs> that then... That's Brian Nankervis? That's Brian yes. Nankervis. It doesn't uh, sound like Brian Nankervis. Yeah, it does. I can hear that. Once, you, once yeah. you know that it's Brian Nankervis, you listen back okay, to I'm it. I'm going to listen to it Oh, now. yeah, that totally is Brian yeah, Nankervis. Is. And, and so he uh, gave us that, and that was it, and then he hung up. And <laughs> yeah. then we yeah. thought... We weren't really sure where, where the ID finished. <laughs> So, or if it did finish, so we just we just let the whole we just let the whole thing go, and we played it once before, uh, apt, and that's how pork got its name. Wow! There you go. And Thanks, how, Brian. That's amazing. Thank you, Brian and Curvis. Thank you. This show has a lot of history. Yeah, yeah. It sure does. Has it has a lot of history? You know what else has a lot of history? And future, and other countries, and other planets. Russia. Doctor Who. If I wanted to listen to a Doctor Who podcast, what would be the best one to listen to, Ben McKenzie? Well, um, the best one is probably Don't Verity. Uh, but I, <laughs> if you want to listen to one that's not the that's my one, uh, no, I'm just trying to be modest. Yeah, you should listen to Splendid Chaps. Go to splendidchaps.com. Our next show already announced is Nine Slash Women, where we're going to talk about Ninth Doctor Christopher Eccleston and women in Doctor Who with an all women panel. And your first ever return guest panelist. First ever it? return guest panelist, Tansy Rainer Roberts. Uh, Tansy Rainer Roberts. Let's get her name right. Uh, um, from from the Verity podcast and also from Galactic Suburbia is going to be there. Also, Karen Pickering uh, of Sashala Femme and uh, all-round feminist organiser. She'll be on the panel, plus some other guests. It's going to be great. That's on the September the 15th. You can find details about that show and all our past episodes and future episodes at splendidchaps.com. The Nudge will be coming back shortly. We did a live episode last week. Uh, the recording failed, so that's <laughs> not going to be... Oh, so it was a live-only See- podcast. So all your redundant, no, no, no. All your it was recorded systems. live to tape, but the tape didn't work. We didn't have a redundant oh. system, and, and we've gone through some staff changes recently, and, and quite frankly... It's, Somebody's been fired, you mean? Yes, it's because we didn't have Cropley. Heads See, have when you rolled. Don't have, when you don't have Cropley on the, on, on the tech stuff, everything just goes to shit. That's, That's my background. We're working for big corporates. You could not fuck up like that. <laughs> so uh, so uh, to the people who saw that, it was a great show. Uh, for the people who didn't, uh, you missed a great show. Uh, but anyway, thenudge.com.au if you want to listen to a podcast all about design. We are waist deep. In uh, Triple R's Radiothon here at our uh, very good friends, so Triple exciting. R. Um, and uh, this is a community radio station which is listener supported. And for 10 days a year, uh, we ask for the listeners' uh, assistance financially. And uh, you can subscribe. Check out all the details at rrr.org.au. If you're listening outside of Melbourne, there's a special out of sight prize for you, which is a couple of pairs of signature DJ headphones with Mike Paul Swivel. Cups with dynamic full range audio and cables for iPod, iPhone, or studio from Kicker. And uh, that's just for uh, the people listening online. 
There's a that's, lot of prizes. They're it, written on the so wall in prizes. the studio here, yeah. and there's heaps of them. There's daily prizes for every day. There's, so there's so if, if you if you want to subscribe, you can give Triple R a call nine three double eight one zero two seven, or go online to rrr.org.au. Get them to make a note that it's for box cutters. And uh, the donations go a long way to making this the best radio station in the world. Uh, and look, I've got, I've got some self-indulgent thank yous to... Uh, is, oh, really? Is that, is, is, is that all right? Um, Courtney, <coughs> sure, I, know, sure. I know it's your last show and, and Ben, it's, it's your last show as well, but... It's your special know, day, Josh. I, uh, We're just yeah, here to hold I your hand. I just now. want it to be about me. Well, it is. It is. So thanks to... All the network publicists who have helped with getting a pretty amazing guest list. I think we've had one of the best guest lists of uh, any show in the history of the world. Just saying that now. Uh, thanks also to all the amazing guests that we've had. They made researching, interviewing, listening an enjoyable and enjoyable experience. Mostly. <laughs> Even the creators of 20-something. Thanks to, the re- thanks to the regular guests and listeners who have contributed in their way. Bolden, Chad Lockwood, Kerry McCure, loyal listener Lyndall, Daniel D. Boxcutter, David Boxcutter and Fred, despite the trolling. Brendan Roberts, Rob Boxcutter, Trudy Boxcutter and, of course, Sophie from Canada. If I've forgotten you, I'm so sorry. Uh, there's so many amazing uh, uh, so many amazing listeners, but uh, something, something excuse. Anyway... Thanks to 3RRR for letting me pretend like our show is as important as the ones that have a legitimate reason for being here. Their Radiothon is the reason that we get to do this show. A lot of our listeners have subscribed in the past and hopefully will continue to subscribe in the future. But also uh, the fact that they have equipment for us to use is thanks to the generosity of RRR's listeners. So thanks so much to RRR and all of their listeners. Thanks to Crumpler for making us and our listeners feel important. Thanks to all of the people with whom we've shared uh, we've shared a microphone as a co-host. Brett Cropley, Anna mm. Brain, John Richards, Neely Thomas, Toby Halligan, Courtney Hocking, Dave Lawson, Glenn Peters, Brenna Courtney Glazebrook, and Ben McKenzie, in some kind of chronological order, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. It's been an absolute pleasure to share the microphone with you. Thanks for being a part of a very wonderful experience thanks to ross mcqueen who helped the show become real and grow into something that none of us expected finally thanks to brett cropley i don't know what to say brett i don't know the show wouldn't have existed without you and i never would have had the unique experiences of the last eight years i'll miss you most of all scarecrow (laughs) chin up kid and that brings us to the end of box cutters episode 350 halfway to 700 Good luck. Until somewhere else entirely, my name is Josh Canal. My name is Courtney Hocking. My name is Ben McKenzie. And I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Here I am at the diner, ready to uh, celebrate the end of, uh, of an era at, at Box Cutters. I'll just grab a booth over here, sit down, wait for, uh, wait, wait for other people to, to arrive. Hey Josh, how are you going? Hey Brad! Good, good show. Thanks, 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 thanks for coming, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for all your time. It's, uh, it's been good. You know, I wasn't that emotional in the studio. I'm kind of feeling it now that uh, yeah, we're yeah, all out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm bored. I'm bored of you already. Hey, guys. Oh, Courtney's here. Hey. How's it going? Great. Um, can I get a serve of bacon in the shape of my birthday here? Yes, Breaking Bad. <laughs> and maybe a chocolate milkshake, just because. Just because it's a diamond. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's appropriate. That, that does seem appropriate. Hey, hey, everyone. Oh, Ben McKenzie. Hi, Ben. Oh, I haven't been in a diner like this for ages. I'm going to get a burger and a milkshake. Stop touching my bacon. That's that's the quickest arrival of bacon ever. <laughs> it's quick. I I want to know where Glenn Peters is and why he's because uh, he said he was going to come and uh, and see 
and see if he's. I just gotta, I just gotta get his, get his number up. Does this jukebox work, or does it only have Don't Stop Believing in I only got this one let song. Me, let me, let me see if I can do it. <laughs> hey, sit on it, not the bacon. Hello. Hey, Glenn. Yep. Glenn, it's Josh. Hey, Josh. Um, it's the last episode of, of Foxcutter's thing at the diner. Uh, are you are you coming? Oh, that's tonight. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought we told you. Anyway, just come on, come, come on down. We're just waiting. We're just waiting here. Hold on. Hold on. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll be there in a sec. Great. All right. All right. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. So that's uh that's uh, okay. So Glenn's Glenn's on his way, and uh, and Dave Lawson. Uh, should, uh, should, should be coming, uh, shortly. Hey, Dave was just trying to get a sitter. Hey, hey, Dave, it's, it's Josh, are you, are you coming to the diner? Yeah, 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 mate, I, I am. I'm just at the front, I'm just trying to park, I won't be long. Great, see you soon. Bye. Well, that's, uh, I think that's uh, almost, almost everyone, I'm just, uh, I'll just reach for the menu. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.